Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's rare that you face a team that wants to play as fast, if not faster than you. It looked like a couple times Mark said we was old. Draymond just referred to Malik Monk saying you guys were old and might have been referenced in other places. How, how much motivation do you get at that? How much is this, this team that's been together for so long has won so much just trying to kind of fight back people saying it's over for you guys? I think the competitive spirit's always in us, and we didn't need any sound bites to motivate us, but it did help. Who can stop Steph Curry? Hopefully we'll never find out. <sighs> Hopefully we'll never find out. <laughs> Hopefully we'll never find out. The old guys won. The old guys won. So oh, I just take so much satisfaction for this from this, you know? Because Michael Holly, you said, why are you so certain? In fact, you said the Kings were gonna win this series. You did say that, right? I, it wasn't my prediction, the number of games. But, you know, this is why having the best player in the series always matters. Always matters. Because what Stephen Curry did last night was the stuff legends are made of. He went in. First, he spoke to his team and said, y'all with me? We're going to win this. And that's it. And then he went in there, and that's what he did to the tune of 50 points, to a record, a playoff record. A playoff record, the most point in a in a in a game seven. I mean, come on, you can't make this up. It's like the basketball gods are just on my side. You know what I'm saying? Because last year too, Holly, you were doubting my guy. You were talking about how Tatum was the best one in the series. And don't even get me started on you, Michael Smith. Who? Oh, oh yeah, you know the Warriors. The Warriors. You want the Kings to win. Y'all gonna root against them now. You see, we talked about listening to black women. Y'all didn't listen. I told y'all about Steph Curry. I told you about the conversation. Y'all should be making it about black women. Just do I told you about the conversation. We're going to let you cook. Hold on one second. We're going to let you cook. To be honest, we don't make it about listening to black women. That's all I ask. Anything else is fair game. I don't even want to make this about cooking, y'all. Why are you going there? I don't because you know what? I want to celebrate. I want to talk about the greatness that was on display last night. That's what I do. I don't even want to spend too much time being petty because we're going to have more for that throughout these playoffs. And I just want, I'm just wondering at this it. point. You got to save it, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering at this point. You pace yourself. <laughs> yes. Are you guys ready to see the light or do you want to still keep having to go through this? Mike, are, are no, well, I mean, no, I mean, are, are you done? No, honestly, no, I, 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 I have every intention. Okay, no, I listen. I have every intention of laying out and not saying a thing. But since you posed the question, I just want to make sure it's okay for us to speak, Queen Natalie. 
Is it a, like your highness? Can we can it we can show. we speak on? It can, is your can show. I, no, your not, names are on it. Today it ain't. Today it ain't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. All right. This is Michael. I, I think I think we made this clear. Michael, I'll speak for you on this one. I think Michael, and I made this clear. We both have the utmost respect for Steph Curry and the Warriors. This became about you, um, and, and 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 your and people of your ilk, people like you, yeah. the arrogant yeah. Warriors fans. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Natalie, about those arrogant Warriors fans like you. It is an mm-hmm. earned arrogance. It is an earned arrogance because of performances like last night. I'll say this, I'll, and I agree with what you said a second ago, Natalie, about. You don't want to make it about uh, being petty or, or, or giving us the smoke. You want to make it about about Steph and about the Warriors. I don't get high that often, but the last time I was high, the person I got high with told me that one thing I was doing, this is like a rookie mistake. One thing I was doing to mess it up was I was talking too much. Surprise, surprise. I talk a lot when I get high. I didn't just enjoy the high. And for those that may not partake in, you know, uh, marijuana or whatnot or hallucinogens or that sort of yeah. thing. I'll give you another example. Um, I don't, you ever been to a museum? The people in museums, they aren't talking a whole lot. They are admiring the masterpiece. They're just taking it all in. And what I realized about Steph, Michael, and, and Natalie wasn't here, but remember when I said last night, uh, last time we had a GOAT conversation about well, it wasn't the last time, but many go conversations about Jordan and LeBron. I said at this point to me is Steph, it, uh, Jordan and LeBron are Prince and Stevie Wonder. Well, I'll say magic. Steph and magic, Coltrane and Miles. In other mm-hmm. words, Natalie, what I'm getting at is Steph at this point is one of one. He's been one of one. He's been one of one. But I'm saying because he's one of one, there's nobody like him. He put, forth, put, he put forth a performance last night that nobody has put forth in a game seven, let alone on the road, let alone after the game six performance, the dud that the Warriors just put forth. For me, at this point, it's, he's transcended the trivial back and forths about who he compares to, who he's better than, who he takes a backseat to no one. Um, he's beyond debate. He's in that club where it's just like he didn't win the debate. He ended the debate as in the debate becomes pointless at a certain point when you have accomplished what he has accomplished and continues to accomplish. So I'm with you, Natalie. I just want to sit back in appreciation of what we got to see last night. The most points ever in a game seven. Nobody nobody remembers that it was Kevin Durant's record because he lost in that game seven, but the most points ever in a game seven, that is a hell of a, of a jewel to have in your crown. Um, yeah, I, I'm just like, I'm in all, I'm in all, I'm in appreciation. Well, and it's the 38 shots for me, Michael, it's the 38 shots because yeah. it's been said before and it doesn't get said often enough for as much as we talk about LeBron scoring. This is why I will bring in LeBron to the conversation. As much as we talk about LeBron scoring not being the best thing that he does or not being the thing that he loves doing the most, Steph doesn't shoot enough. Never has. Last night he was on one, and he's one of one. And I'll just leave it at that for now, Mike. You said you wanted to admire it. You you said it's just like a, a, a museum, like being in a museum. 
Uh, that's from Wakanda. I'll take it off your hands. Uh, I'm going to jack it yeah. just like you did. I'll take that off yeah. your hands. So, look, yeah. you said it ends the only question is you said it ends the debate. No, I, the, 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 the debate never ends. It depends on what debate you're having. Now, if you're having a. Well, I, when I say who, when I say it ends who, the debate, I'll just clarify real quick. When I say it ends the debate, it's because there's no wrong answer for me. At this point, okay. that, that was my point about well, LeBron and Jordan. But, my but point with Stephen, whoever you want to compare him to, there's no wrong answer because he's one of one, and his resume and his game are more or less incomparable in many ways. But I, I've talked enough. You go right ahead. You know, well, I'd say the late Frank DeFord once wrote. This is years ago. He once wrote that you know NBA players are so distinctive that if you just saw a silhouette of a guy doing this thing, you would be able to identify mm. who that was, whether mm-hmm. that's Shaq with the dunk, Jordan, yeah. Steph Curry, same thing. You know, Steph, yeah. uh, when he's trying to beat the shot clock, that kind of shot, the quick shot he puts up and usually goes in from three-point range, that, there, no, there's no one like Steph Curry. Uh, the debate about who's the greatest of all time, that's always a debate. And in some cases, there's no wrong answer, but sometimes there is a wrong answer. But we'll get to that another day. I want to talk about last night or yesterday afternoon. (laughs) Yesterday afternoon, the only thing that surprised me is I put there, the only thing that surprised me is that Steph Curry hasn't done this before. You know, certain players achieve so much throughout their career that you start to become numb and desensitized to all the stats. This is the first time this, or this is it. I'm like, okay, yeah, Steph Curry's done all. What do you mean? He's never scored 50 points? Uh, in a playoff game before that's never happened. I'm shocked. Um, yeah. But everything else, everything else was very predictable. Natalie, I kind of hate the way it set it up. It's it, it set up. I would have preferred Sacramento gave us this in Game Six at Chase Center. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, but but once once they put it on them in Game Six, I said, oh boy. <laughs> Oh, and call them old. Call them old. Like, okay. And so, so uh, the Warriors. I don't know how far the Warriors will go. Uh, I don't know if uh, Natalie. I don't even know if Steph is the best player in the series that's coming up. Okay, I don't know, know that. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. But let's, hey, let's make on. a distinction. Let's make a let's make a distinction. Come on. So are you saying uh, just just and listen? I think you might be. You, you might be right if it's one way. You, you you're probably wrong if it's the no, other. Are you saying best I'm player right in now. the series today right in 2023, right or, or best of right all now. time in the series? Best LeBron right now. I can't even give you two good games in a row, and I know you ain't suggesting Anthony Davis. I thought you were talking about Anthony Davis. No, no. Well, no, well, I'm you, about LeBron. Wait, you, wait, you said it crazy. You said LeBron. it with uh, eyes wide, Natalie. I actually thought he was talking about Davis. No, I didn't think he was talking about LeBron. No, no, Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis. Talking about Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's LeBron can't even give you. LeBron is here's here's the thing. LeBron can dig to those depths and get there because he's LeBron and he's an all-time great. So I'm not saying that like Steph is like outclassing him, but Steph is the better mm-hmm. player right now. He is. And so he's the best player in the series. But it's the difference in in that series versus um the one they just played is he was a whole tear above the best player on 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 Sacramento. Oh, like he they're was. just he was. The player. So in in this, the the only players remaining that you can even put in the same tier with Steph that are remaining in the postseason are Braun, Katie, and Jokic. 
like I wouldn't even put Embiid there. He's still like a a little slight step below, right? I, Jokic may be a little debatable, but I know y'all love him, so let me give that to him. I'll I'll about to say that sounded unusual coming from you. (laughs) Yeah. So, but but and then you know, like like Boston, they don't have one of those guys. Like they have a top ten. 10-ish player in in Tatum, but he's still like below them. He's like in that Devin Booker tier of guys. So, you know, those are the only players that on a tier level are like, okay, they have one of them dudes on the team. I'm really glad, Michael and Natalie, that both of you guys narrowed the focus into this this treat of a series that we're going to get. Because what I was basically saying, Michael, was it's like, I think at a certain point, the water cooler, barbershop, debate desk, whatever you, whatever your platform is, I think at a certain point, some of these debates, and I said this about LeBron a long time ago, it does a disservice to ask if a, if somebody is better than somebody else. Like, so if, you, if you're saying, oh, has Steph passed LeBron? Is he better than LeBron? Or is LeBron better than Jordan? I think it... it it trivializes and minimizes their own greatness. Like they don't, they don't need to be compared to somebody else in order to be great. That's how great they are. But I'm glad you guys now are to focus to this series because, okay, even if Steph, and I would agree, is the best player in this series, will going into it in a vacuum, will he actually be the best player in the series? Because there's being the best player, there's, there, there's existing as the best player in the series. Right, and right. then there's actually and, and, turning out to be the best player in the series. Like we, like you mentioned Tatum, whether it's versus, you know, uh, whether versus Brooklyn or like, hey, you know what? Durant is the best player, but wasn't the best player in the series last year, if, if I'm making sense, Natalie. Yeah, you know, right. you're making yeah. perfect yeah. sense. And, you know, LeBron and Steph bring out the best in each other. So, you know, in the Grizzly series, Ron was able to sort of take it easy um, and let his team help him, right? It's one. It was one of the big storylines of that series. It was like, this is one of the first times you've seen LeBron have a team. Don't necessarily agree with that, but it was one of the storylines, right? And so, but he and Steph bring bring that out in each other. So, and the Warriors are, are a more difficult challenge than the Grizzlies. So I expect you're going to be seeing some peak LeBron performances, and you're also going to get that from Steph. You know, they're two of the greatest, um, and this last decade or so has been about them, right? So, yeah, but don't don't you think Natalie and, and Mike? But don't you think that the Lakers are also uh, a stiffer challenge, even though they came from the play-in, they they they, they took the low end here uh, to get to the second round. They are a tougher challenge than the Sacramento Kings, even if you think the Kings are better. Uh, finishing as a three seed. I mean, they're better defensively. The Lakers have, Am I wrong? Yeah, but I mean, let's just but start say, there. But they the also, Lakers are better defensive. But group. they, but they also they're also better with their experience. That they've been tested. They've they've got some guys. Not that that turned into a huge storyline for Sacramento until Game Seven. But they, you know, Anthony Davis has won a championship. LeBron has won a championship. They got some guys who have been through some playoff battles. And yeah. have seen the Warriors before. So I, I think it's a, not think just it's been through. Not just been through the fire. I, I think we'd be remiss. Like it's all about Steph, but we'd be remiss if we did not shout out Kevon Looney. Cause like the Thank thing you. that baffled me yesterday, that ba- the thing that and, and this, this isn't to say that, that Looney didn't fight for every one of his twenty one rebounds. Um, I don't think we have to worry about the Lakers not wanting it. You know, like anytime in Game Seven. 
Mike Brown, and he was mic'd up. Mike Brown has to say they wanted more than us. How can the team that's got everything want it more than you? Like that's problematic. Like, like this is a hey, sorry, Giannis. You know, or, or, or yeah, shout out to Giannis. I should say. I guess we would classify this 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 year as a success for Sacramento, given where they came from, given where they went. Hats off to them. They seem to be going places. But one thing they got to examine is in here. The Grizzlies got to examine up here. The the, the Kings got to examine in here. Because what you can't have fair. happen, what you cannot have happen in a game seven on your home court is to lose it off of effort. And that's not taking anything away from Kevon Looney's ability, but the Warriors looked like they wanted it more. You the young, but, but you the he, young, hungry team. You're supposed to want to take it from them. We won't have to worry about whether the Lakers wanted as much as the Warriors, Michael. But I would say this is why I don't think it's fair. Uh, uh, all right, so you're playing the Warriors, and it's one thing for Mike Brown to say they want it more, but they probably heard uh, like what your dog hears when you say something to him. Blah 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 blah. Rover. Okay, all they hear is like one thing. Do they don't really understand what you're saying. Understands English. No, no, your dog does not. Your dog does not understand English. But Mike Brown, okay, Mike Brown has been a part of a team that lost in the finals. He has been a uh, part of championship teams uh, in the finals with the Warriors, with the Spurs. He understands what that means. The Warriors understand what it means. You don't really understand what that level is. Okay. Until okay. maybe the second time you so go through not, it. We're not saying they'll know different next, things. Don't know next year. Don't know next year. They don't even know. They don't even know yet. Fuels the experience. Fuel the inexperience Absolutely. fuels the lack of intensity. Absolutely. All right. I'll, 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 but, okay. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Mike Brown knows the Warriors in a way that no one else can. LeBron knows the Warriors. That Lakers team doesn't know the, the Warriors and. The Warriors have traditionally owned Anthony Davis. They've seen him many times before in the playoffs. Less, I get it, he wasn't with LeBron James, but they they know how to play him. And quite frankly, they know how to play LeBron. They went up against him several times. So, like, that nice little cute team he has around him, they don't have that experience. They don't. So, I mean, you're okay, like... Great. No, 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 no lies detected. I just want oh, to point out that that little, that, that little sarcastic, going, that little dismissive, sarcastic say, tone. That's dismissive. why we were dismissive. talking shit to you. There it is. Just that. It's it bad. had nothing to do I mean, with Steph. It's bad. It had nothing to do with Warriors. It was you. There it is. But hey, today's your day, there Natalie. Take a bow. Take I a mean, Nipsey Hussle. You want me to give them respect for beating your the... Day. I mean, what have they done so far, y'all? Again, to me, they're like the Suns when everyone got hype off of them. Like, oh, oh, the Lakers, they're winning all these games. Did y'all, were y'all paying attention to the team that they were playing? And yes, they just beat the Grizzlies who were missing Steven Adams, Clark, a number of people. Oh, what, right? what, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What the word? No, okay, let her go, let her go. Mike, 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 let her go. Okay. Mike, let her go, let her go, my, let her go. My, my we, point is, go. I'm not saying <laughs> this team, this version of the Lakers, hasn't done anything. We know who LeBron James is. And yes, by just having LeBron James on your team means something. But that Lakers team, this Warriors team, their core, six of them, 
their first top six players, they are battle tested. That's not the case with the Lakers. That's all I'm saying. And so, we and my, and, 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 and Darvin <laughs> Ham is a new coach. So I'm not saying he's not a yep. good coach, but he's a new coach. Mike Brown is a new coach, but he, he actually has been a coach before, but he was in the warrior system. Like he knew the plays they would run. He knew the things they would do. He knew it intimately. So they're going to see something like they haven't seen. And a big difference with the Lakers and the Warriors the reason why Sacramento, part of it could stay in with the Warriors for so long is because they could keep up with the Warriors' pace. The, the Lakers don't want to play like that. They don't want to play that fast. They so don't want to do that. just to be clear, just to be clear, yeah, they, they ain't ready for this shit, right? That's what, y'all ain't ready for this. Uh, just, just, that, that's what he's saying, right? Uh, y'all ain't ready for yeah. this. Uh, just to no, be, LeBron just to is be clear. ready, but those guys, Reeves, those dudes are food. They're but, guards, but, they're but, food. But just, but just to be clear, Neither of us, if I may speak for Michael again, is picking the Lakers, at least not yet. We got a little time to, to mull it over, okay? What we're saying is... Game is tomorrow. That when we can get the pick. What we're, what we're saying... Well, I ain't going to be here. Maybe y'all should pick. What we're saying... Well, we know who you're picking. What we're saying, though, is that they won't... The, the Lakers, even with some of these new dudes, will not be overwhelmed because it's not all of their first rodeo in the playoffs. And then there's... By the way... The king, as Michael just said a second ago, we just glossed over this. The experience was not an issue until game seven. Sacramento didn't look inexperienced in game six against that same Warriors team. Okay. Then they look inexperienced throughout the whole series against that same Warriors team. It was the pressure of game seven. So if it comes down to a do or die game, then maybe the things you're saying about the Lakers others, so to speak, will manifest themselves. The second part, and this is why Steph and LeBron are in this pantheon is LeBron's ability to elevate everybody around him and to offset that inexperience. The Kings didn't have a guy to take take everybody by the collar the way that Steph Curry did. Because if all you talk about what the Warriors have been through, they'd be going through customs right now, going to Mexico if it wasn't for that dude. Because nobody else other than him and Kevon Looney really showed up, like talking but about. They it. got that dude. Like talk, That's the point. They got no. They got that dude. But right. I'm saying it was right. it wasn't like it wasn't like Draymond Green. And Clay Thompson and, and 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 everybody else that's been through these battles showed up in game seven yesterday. One of the greatest of all time rode to the rescue. That's why he's getting the well-deserved flowers didn't, today. So likewise, no, Clay showed it stands up defensively, to reason. Though. Didn't show up as in didn't have sure, a great offensive sure. performance. He didn't check, yeah. he didn't check but, out. But he didn't those check guys out. are not scared of the moment, is what I'm saying. I'm not They've saying they're scared. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm taking what you said. And I'm saying don't underestimate LeBron James's ability to do for yes, the less experienced team what Steph Curry did for his experienced team yesterday, which is lift yeah. them against all odds. That's all I'm saying. That's what's going to make this series. Definitely so fascinating never LeBron, LeBron. Yeah, Le, LeBron. Why does Siri do that? LeBron can LeBron can offset <laughs> a lot of that inexperience of what yeah, he has because he's done it before. He's I don't underestimate him, but I don't believe in his team. So yeah, I know you said Fair my enough. arrogance. That's what y'all go at, but nah. I, don't I said it's earned. That. I said it's earned. Now, do you have any like I'm, I'm asking permission? Do you have anything <laughs> else to say? Can we go to break again? This is this is this is your day. This is yes, this is I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to keep company waiting. But just one thing that I just want to point out is like. 
the the one of the big topics today is the speech that Steph gave, you know, apparently to them before game seven. Our mm-hmm. our our friend Marcus Thompson wrote an incredible Crushed piece. It. And yep. and that is just like legendary because when you read it, I would be doing it a service to try to re-explain it. But he basically told them there was there was reports about some of the young guys being upset over time and just right. maybe some selfish kinds of things coming through. And he's like, look, don't get on the bus if you're not ready yeah. to be a part of it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. There you right. go. Anyone who wanted to remain in their emotions, he told them stay home, you know? Yeah. And so, like, but that's not like Steph. Like, Draymond is the one who wanted to to do that speech. And he said, nah, I got right. this. I got this. And he's less like, yeah. trust in me. I believe in us. And I'm going to carry you there. And that's exactly what he went and did. To be able to say, I'm going to go in there and win this game for us and then go do that, that's legendary, yeah. man. Like, I, it, well, it just no, gave it's, me it's, it's the benefit. It's the benefit of walking softly and carrying a big stick. It's like, because he doesn't speak all the time, it's like when he does, it's that much more powerful. Everything you said, amen. All I would say, Michael, is I this really wish somebody would. This is what but great I really wish do. somebody would write about the speeches, and they don't win the game. <laughs> I really, I really wish that because right. you're not going to tell right. me that every time somebody gives a speech, they drop fifty. Somebody like right. I'm, I'm more than sure somebody that gave a speech and they still lost. Nobody hears about that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it happens all the time. It happens all oh, the time. What a great exactly. halftime speech they and gave in defeat. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Or when teams like barely win, they win by two, win by like a last second shot. See, we knew we were going to win this game because homeboy came in and he was ready. Like y'all won on a buzzer right. beater. <laughs> like, right. Well, it wasn't a look, speech. Steph had 20 in the first half. It's like in the third quarter. Yo, Sacramento didn't want to box out. I felt like they didn't want to box out. They didn't want to rebound. It's like, what does it got to do with a speech? Did he, somebody give them a speech. What did, what did Mike Brown say at halftime? Kevin Juwan. Kevin Juwan. Hey, man. Talk your talk today, man. <laughs> Bye, fellas. We had, we had it coming. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Did 
did you have any idea that the Seahawks were interested in you before getting that call? Uh, never. I always heard there's going to be some team that, you know, you know never really talked to as much like that, but you at least expect. But, man, yes, uh, I talked to them before, but I wasn't expecting them to be honest. But <laughs> come who's, on, let's do it. Who's there with you to enjoy this moment? Who's around you? Man, I'm going to tell you what. Um, I, I think it might have something to do with just being a dad, getting older. But I'm mad in touch with yeah. my emotions these days. Um, I had to watch day three of the draft with Kleenex. I mean, between that, between the Kenny McIntosh call um, after being drafted in the seventh round by the Seahawks uh, and the Cowboys drafting their scout son, one of their scouts' son, Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas City, uh, out of Kansas State, I beg your pardon. Like, I was an emotional wreck watching these kids' dream come true. is why, I'll, you know, I often say that the draft, the NFL draft, is my favorite sporting event of the year. And day three of the draft is my favorite day of the draft. And therefore, my favorite day, sporting day because of, because of stories like this. I mean, I've ne- in all my years of watching the draft, I've never seen a moment this touching and Chris Vaughn calling his son saying, oh, do you want to come to work That's with me? Like that was the best thing I've ever seen in, in, in watching the draft my entire life. And again, maybe it's it's the dad and me and in you that was touched. But um, having said all that, aside from Chris and Deuce Vaughn, uh, aside from Kenny McIntosh, who, by the way, if he runs with the passion that he had on that phone call, then man, do the Seahawks have quite the backfield committee with Zach Charbonnet, Kenny McIntosh, and of course uh, Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, you, you mentioned this the other day. I, I gave a shout-out to all the bird mascots, Seahawks, Eagles, of course, Falcons, Cardinals. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing some bird. Um, but the Seahawks may have, like, talk about tough act to follow from last year's draft. They may yeah. have just succeeded in doing so. Like, they absolutely crushed the draft top to bottom. Um, who else did you like uh, from, the, from no, the rest I mean, of the week I mean, day two and day three? Yeah, I mean, they, they they crushed it. I think they crushed it this year. We, we have to say we think, you know, because we, we, think, we haven't yeah, seen these yeah. guys play. But but they certainly did. La- last year, you know, they get they get cross uh, their tackle. They mentioned, you mentioned Walker the third. They got him in the draft. They got Tariq Woolen in the draft. I mean, they really were able to uh, address a lot of needs in the 2022 draft. Then 23, uh, picking up Devin Weatherspoon, uh, Weatherspoon was my favorite corner. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, yeah. at number 20 to put inside. And then McIntosh, you know, that story is great. But right. I, I, you know what I also like? Mike Morris, all over TV, yeah. the center. I, I know you don't like, I know you like Wolverines, but still, like, no, they it's got fine. some dudes I, late in the draft, that, which is where you like, really make your money is late. You know what I really like Wolverines? I like Wolverines when you were able to get them out of Ann Arbor. I like them a lot when they're not in Ann Arbor. I love them when yeah. they go to the pros. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to say, and I saw you having your feed. Maybe you, uh, we, we agree on this. I like what the Lions did. Now, at first, I was I'm like, saying. okay, what's That's going why you on gotta here? Wait. That's why you got to wait for the, not just for, you're not gonna, nobody waits a couple of years to grade drafts. We don't do that. We're too impatient. But at least wait till Sunday to get the full picture. So they get they get uh, two I they start off with two Alabama guys and two Iowa guys, and then they add, you know, my uh, and and 
the the Alabama guy, the guy that I like the most, it was not even Gibbs. It was not Gibbs. Brian, Brian Branch. Branch. Yeah, Brian man. Branch. Yeah. I thought. I mean, yeah. I, I was watching him. I love what he's able to do. He is such a modern player. You look at the, the way the game is played. Like Mike, if you were, when you were growing up in New Orleans watching uh, the Dome Patrol, there was no such <laughs> thing really as a as a slot corner. Right. Like, there's no slot corner. Nobody's doing that. He is a slot corner safety. I mean, yeah. that's what he is. That's yeah. that's exactly what he did in the yeah, SEC. They're going to be more. They're going to be more guys like him coming up uh, last year. Name uh, skips my mind right now. The Bengals drafted a similar player in the first round last year out oh, of Michigan. From Michigan. Yeah. 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 Same. Same thing. I think they're going to be a lot more of those guys. But I like Detroit. And it's more the vision of Detroit than the players. I mean, the players are going to be, you know, the players might turn out to be pretty good. But for the first time in a long time, you can see it. You can see the connection yeah. between Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, what they want to do. They know exactly. They have a vision. The Lions right. have a vision and they are out there. They got a plan and they're executing it. I'm excited about our team here. The team of the official so, team of brother from another. So let's take Jameer. Let's start with Jameer Gibbs real quick and then I'll move off the Lions. But it's like, I think it was like, oh, they took a running back. Jameer Gibbs is a weapon. Like, I mean, even his, his position, it's almost like pos- it's positionless basketball. It's positionless football. Now, you saw it a lot with what teams were doing in terms of some of the edge guys. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when somebody invented the term edge, but some of the, the defensive linemen and front seven guys. You mentioned Brian Branch. Like, there's a lot more positionless play in the NFL in terms of defense, but even on offense. So while Jameer Gibbs may be categorized as a running back, he's much more of a weapon than that, which is why they were so excited. Jack Campbell, but we were talking on Friday how like it was a throwback draft because you're taking a running back, quote unquote, and an right. off the ball linebacker. And- Listen, you cannot go wrong taking Iowa tight ends. Love the Sam Laporta pick. You mentioned Brian Branch. Last person I'll shout out is Hendon Hooker. They get Hooker in the third round. He was some people's third, if not better, overall quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, I do want to pivot through to Green Bay because you want to talk about a love language. How about the receiving gifts that the Packers gave Jordan Love? I mean, yeah. they just kept hitting. And I know it's been a running thing in Green Bay. Brett Favre never got a first-round receiver other than, I think, Javon Walker. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers never got a first-round receiver. But they keep they, they usually hit on second, third, fourth-round type guys. They went and got them two tight ends and, I think, three receivers in the draft. I mean, they, yeah, three, they just kept giving him – more and more help and setting him up to succeed, which was a theme across the NFL. Look at a guy like Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. It's like either you drafted a quarterback and or you set that quarterback up for success with some of your other picks. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, I, I like what Green Bay did and and nobody's going to say this. I just have this sneaking suspicion in Green Bay. They're relieved as enthusiastic as uh, as exhilarated uh, as the, the Jets are to have Aaron Rodgers. There's a yeah. sense of relief of, of mm-hmm. just doing something without Aaron Rodgers. Now you can feel it's easy to feel that way at the end of April and the beginning of May. <laughs> right. Okay. No he no longer. He no longer has a hold on this franchise. We're excited to see Jordan Love play. That's why we drafted him in the first round. We love his ability. Blah, blah, blah. He's easy to work with. Great teammate. Very collegial. We'll see what happens but they can actually build the team 
without spinning a draft without choice somebody and having and somebody, some, somebody, <laughs> right, somebody <laughs> run back and you're like, hey, what'd you think? Right. What'd you think? Right. They, right. Was that against you? Was that personal? Right. I like what they're oh, doing. Is the, window I, I closing, they, is the window closing? Is there, you know, why didn't they give them somebody to help win now? They've never done it. Like, stop. Stop. Yep. Like, they can just build a team. This is like, what they're no doing. Drama. They're doing, it's, this is the, this is the, they're putting together, and they've been consistent too. They're putting together uh, the tenets of a, of a McVay offense. McVay offense, you got to be able to run the ball, play action, Take advantage of uh, at times. Take advantage of the middle of the field. Take some shots, and they've got all those elements in place where they can do that with Jordan Love. But last but not least, um, is everybody in the NFC playing for second? I mean, at least as we sit here now, I, obviously ain't no games being played. You certainly don't play them on paper, uh, and and they don't give out trophies for the offseason Super Bowl. But the 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 Philadelphia Eagle Dogs or Bull Eagles or whatever the hell they want to call themselves with this Athens to Philadelphia pipeline they got going um, I mean it's it's beyond impressive and it's unfair you know like speaking of Detroit Detroit moves on from DeAndre Swift oh because Philadelphia really needed another, really needed another threat on offense right they really lacked for weapons and they lacked for running backs and running back room was really starving for a former second round pick who went healthy is dynamic but like we talked on Friday about Carter and Smith then they go and get Steen, the offensive lineman from Alabama. Speaking of tear-jerking moments, Chase Brown going to Cincinnati after his brother Sidney Brown went to Philadelphia. They get Ringo in the fourth freaking round. In the fourth round. That's a good pick. I mean, he just... That's a really pick, good one. They pick players before they have to, man. You know, there's like, damn need. We're picking good players, and they just so all happen to come from Athens. Um, yeah, I, I, the Eagles are not trying to lose their grip on the NFC anytime soon. Last word to you, man, before we uh, take this next break. I just, yeah, let, we'll take this break. We can put the music on. I'm just going to just restate what I said on Friday. Philadelphia Eagles got the best player in the draft at number nine, and then they got his teammate at number 30, and you told me, remember, you came back from the combine, you were like, the guy's going to be Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith is going to be the guy that you that that teams are gonna want. That's gonna be somebody's ambassador. That's somebody's man of the year. And the Eagles yep. have both of them. Crazy. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. 
So Isaiah Land out of Florida State was one of the nearly uh, 20 HBCU, uh, Florida A&M, I beg your pardon. Oh, I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. Florida A&M. Ooh. Florida a yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Land out of Florida uh -oh. A&M was one of the nearly 20 HBCU players signed as undrafted free agents more than last year. But Jackson State's Isaiah Bolden uh, was the only HBCU player Drafted, who heard his name called, didn't get the phone call about uh, being an undrafted free agent, but heard his actual name called in the 2023 draft down from four last year. So um, it feels like we're having an annual conversation, Jim Trotter of The Athletic. Uh, nice to see you. Um, about the NFL shunning uh, HBCU players, despite players like Detroit's James Houston, for example, uh, making an immediate impact as a rookie. Last year, Doug Williams said he was surprised. Deion Sanders, okay, for whatever it's worth, said he was, he hey, was ashamed. Man. Hey, hey, look, he, I'm I glad mean, I'm saying, he did, he, though. I'm glad okay, he did. Okay, that's nice. I'm glad Deion. Not to get sidetracked, Deion, Deion has already said that their ice is colder. But okay, Deion, thanks. Appreciate you chiming in. Okay, Woo. so Deion's, Deion Woo. said that he was ashamed. Already. Bottom line, Jim, what is going on here? There's an HBCU combine. There's a legacy bowl, okay? People like you and Steve Weish uh, at your old place, NFL Media, doing so much to continue to shine a spotlight on these prospects and these players. The NFL is known for looking at every nook and cranny at home and abroad for talent. But one player good enough to get drafted, quote unquote? What's going on here, man? Yeah, fellas, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, first off, full disclosure, being unemployed until next week, uh, I think I only watched the first 12 picks of this draft and did not watch another moment of it thereafter. So, um, and that was refreshing for me because it had been how many decades that I had participated in this draft process. But when I saw the story about only one HBCU player being drafted, I cut short my unofficial vacation and started making a few calls. And so this morning I talked to at least um, five GMs and a couple of HBCU head coaches. And the reality here, guys, if you take the emotion out of it, is that there are a lot of layers to this story. Number one, what I wanted to do is try and compare apples to apples. So we know that, that HBCUs play um, at the football championship subdivision, which was previously known as one double a football. So there are 125 schools that play at football at that level. What I wanted to know was how many players total at that level were drafted, not just HBCU, but total. And what I came up with is that there were 10 total at that level who were drafted only one being from an HBCU. The year before, there were 20 total from that level, uh, four of whom, as you said, were from HBCUs. 
And the year before that, in 2021, there were five total players from that level, none of whom were from HBCUs. So what that means is that players from the, the, the FCS division or level aren't being drafted very often in the NFL today. Teams are looking for players from um, the Power Five's conferences and schools. And so as one GM said to me today, you've got MVPs from Power Five schools and whatnot who weren't drafted. There is no bias against HBCUs. Here's the other thing that's going on, guys. And again, being an HBCU, HBCU alum, I want to bring the heat and say, man, these, these, school, these teams are discriminating against these schools and whatnot. But it's hard to when you look at the numbers. Here's, here's what I'm talking about from that standpoint. So the transfer portal in NIL has made this extremely difficult for players at smaller schools to get drafted from those schools. Why do I say that? Because what's happening now when you talk to GMs and you talk to college coaches, Power Five schools are now using these the, the smaller division schools hmm. as feeder, feeder programs to yeah. their programs. You guys there? Can you hear me? Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's happening is these power five schools are now recruiting, so to speak, from these smaller conference schools. And so players aren't hanging around there. So in, in other words, if you see a player at a small college school who shows he can play at that level, the power five schools are coming in and saying, Hey, hit the transfer portal. Here's NIL money that's waiting for you and whatnot. Come on up. So some players who would typically yeah. be at yeah. an HBCU aren't there anymore. And Dion just did this Because who am I thinking about himself. last year? Who am I thinking about? No, Sorry, look at Dion last year. I know, but but look at Dion this year. Dion yeah. took three of the top players from the Jackson State program yeah. with him to Colorado. Right. Yeah, but right. there was a guy from Jackson State. And I don't think it was Houston. Maybe it was who was drafted last year, and the team. Put out the highlights from, uh, no, it's, yeah, it, it, it might have been Houston. They put out the highlights from the Power Five school that he was at before he went to Jackson State. Am I getting that right? right. So I, I hear what you're I saying that so. they're that they're indirectly still coming from HBCUs, but they're going to Power Five be, schools through this feeder system. I hear you. Go ahead. Here's what used to happen, as you guys know. Let's say a player went to a Power Five school and decided that either he wasn't playing or he wasn't happy or whatnot. And this is prior to the transfer portal. So rather than going to another power five school where he would have to sit out for a year, he might go down to the one double a level and some HB HBCUs where he could play right away. Well, now that's kind of being reversed where what we're seeing now is if you go those, those players who go to these small division schools, if they go in, they play and they play well, Again, Power Five schools are coming in and saying, hit the transfer portal. Come on up with us. We got NIL money. You're going to play on a larger stage. Teams are going to see you. And that's where NFL clubs are going right now. Because, look, you guys know this having covered the NFL. As one GM said to me today, we'll go to China if we can find a player who can play for us. That's the reality of well, what, it, what it is. They said the talent just wasn't there this year. Go ahead, Mike. Well, are they saying are they saying that it doesn't transfer because you know based on the numbers that you use, so twenty, you know, four out of twenty, uh, so you you found some one you found out of some ten guys this year. there, 
What so right. you went you drop from twenty percent if my math is right you went from, you dropped from twenty percent to ten percent one out of ten from from four out of twenty to one out of ten are they saying it's hard it's hard to identify those players it's hard to translate what they w- will be from one double A the old school one double A to the pros are they not no, the hard pro- enough that, what, right. what's the issue here's here's the other problem as was outlined to me by one GM and he was being transparent he was being honest about this. He said, if the two scouting service services don't include a player's name, they're not going to that school. Talking about small colleges, um, okay. programs. They said, we will send three scouts to Ohio State every year, regardless of whether or not they have players' names on the list or not. We're going to have three, play- three scouts going through that school every year. If a player from a small division school is not on that list, he said, we're not sending the scout there. So what does that mean? As one agent said to me this morning, again, talking about this, it is incumbent on the pro liaison at HBCUs and, and the one AA level to contact these scouting services and say, our guy's name needs to be on that list. So therefore we can have a scout coming through. Now that might sound lazy on the team's part, and I'm not gonna argue whether that's right or wrong, I'm just telling you what they're telling me in terms reporting. of how they approach this. You just report. Yes. No, we, we appreciate the very, here. as always, thorough and specific reporting. I guess I would all, the only slight pushback, and I, I could be wrong on this, is it feels like, the, as I started off by saying this annual conversation, it feels like we were having this before the era of NIL and a transfer portal. It feels like this is not a spe- specific to 2023 because even in 2022 four is a lot not a lot I think the year before that it was two and it was only a couple of years ago it was zero so it's not necessarily a new problem but it sounds like it, it is it an unsolvable problem I mean what more because it, it was obviously embarrassing and shameful but is it one of those things where am I hearing you right Jim where it kind of is what it is or can the league do more can the teams do more beyond attending an HBCU combine uh, and an H- and, and, the, and the legacy bowl and decide and I guess the, the hang up that people have Jim is look is if all these dudes are, are are good enough to be undrafted priority free agents in a lot of cases undrafted free agents were they not good enough to hear their name called I guess it's that distinction that's tripping people up is like they can get an opportunity but it's not going to it's not going to be by way of the draft. Right. I mean, that was a lot no, there, but my, help me unpack that. Right, no, no, no. Go back to like 2019 and 2018. In 2019, there were four players from HBCUs drafted. In 2018, there were three. And then all of a sudden, we got to 2021 and 2022. And with 2021, we had the pandemic, right? So we had none. Then all of a sudden, we had four, and then we had one. And look, this is not something that the league can control. They, they, They created an HBCU combine. They also created an HBCU all-star game. So the talk about um, uh, exposure being the problem here, that's not the problem anymore. The problem really is when you talk to GMs, they have what they call standards. Some might say they are biases in terms of what they look for in players. And they have specific measurables that they like in players. For instance, when they go down this list from, from Bledsoe or the other scouting service, they will look at height, weight, speed. If you don't hit the benchmarks that they look for, they automatically rule you out. Like they're not interested in following you. So if you're at a at a, at a, a, a smaller school, 
already they've taken you out of the equation because you don't meet the standard that they want from players at certain positions in terms of height, weight, speed. Check this out. Speaking of standard, I'm going to just say this. Michael, I know you feel me on this. This is why I F's with Jim Trotter. If anybody had reason to come in here today and give the NFL smoke, it was Jim Trotter. (laughs) But as usual, my man's like, nah, I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist. Here are the facts. This is the information. Do with it what you will. I'm a reporter. MVP. Ain't nothing changing that. Love it. Before we let you go, yep. you didn't already, you know, kissed up to Natalie, and you just on this, you know, like you, you, you out here in your Warriors gear, flexing. What, give us your take on what we all saw yesterday with the highest scoring game seven performance coming. in NBA history. And, 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 and what's, what's coming. coming with the Lakers? Yeah, because you're not just we football saw, receivers. Saw, basketball. No, we saw greatness again. You know, for all those people who you have some who still want to minimize the greatness of Steph Curry, we saw greatness. And there was a tremendous story that was done in The Athletic, and I would say that even if I weren't at The Athletic, by Marcus Thompson sure. um, yeah, and his colleague. Yeah, that, that talked about um, Steph addressing the team on Saturday and something he doesn't regularly do and basically saying either get on the bus with me or stay behind. Because if you trust me and believe in me, I'll deliver for you. And the man went out and delivered. Um, as we look forward to this, you know what I'm going to say, guys. Come on. It's going to be Warriors. We going to be long, I mean, all right. you know, long series? Need, long series? I'm going to need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Hey, stay off the phone with Natalie. There's people out here trying to minimize the greatness. Of, who are these people? Ain't nobody <laughs> trying to minimize the greatness of Steph. People said he needed a finals MVP to, to solidify his greatness. Uh, that was okay, that is true. Right there. That is true. People did say That's that. Over you right, you right. He already you got right. it. You right. He got it. You right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, Mike, help me out with something. I'm curious. Was the Bruins season a failure or was it a step to success? (laughs) You're in Boston, like, like uh, let me know the deal. Like, I just, you know, I'm just trying uh, to make sense of it all. It was a failure. Up 3-1, <laughs> at home in Game 7, best team in history. How they failed. What happened, dog? Greatest, greatest season of all time, ends in the first round, it's a failure. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.